0: Welcome to Your Seven Sense, a show for mission driven entrepreneurs to evolve into unstoppable intuitive leaders. Listen to Terry and her guests as they share stories of being powered by angels and intuition to achieve their success. Now, let's unlock the power in you with your host, Terry Wildeman.
1: Welcome, everyone, to this episode of. Your 7th Sense. This is a bonus episode with my dear friend, Joan and Zyatta. The season has technically ended, but something kept nudging me. And, you know, with all of these episodes, I keep talking about listening to the nudge. So I listened to the nudge. And I asked Joe to join me for one last episode in season number one to share with you about a very powerful topic that all of us who are entrepreneurs and who are leaders in organizations who lead sales teams really need to hear so the topic is called spiritual selling based on his book that was published in 2007 2008 was it joe seven 2007 okay And actually, it's the book that brought the two of us together. So, Joe is just this amazing person who I've been interacting with since 2007 because I couldn't get my hands off the book. It was just absolutely brilliant. And together, I think you are going to see a very dynamic show or listen to a very dynamic show if you're listening to the podcast. So, Joe, one thing I didn't get to do because we came, you know, we brought this show together so quickly is. I didn't get your bio so can you share with everyone a little bit about yourself what it is that you do how you do it and then we'll get on with the show
2: so thank you Terry it's always great to see you and obviously we know each other so many years and are so aligned in our energy but uh, you know I I right now I work with it's funny because I work with energy and I help people heal and clear their energy but I started in the business world so I do it in both sides. I'm kind of like, as you and I discussed, I'm like a hybrid where I go in between the business world, which is using these principles in business, which is different than working with people as individuals who are coming to do their own healing. So I, I kind of do it in both ways. And for me, just, you know, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, and now I live in lovely Southern California with my beautiful wife. But... I started in Brooklyn, I was, you know, my dad was a cop, he died on the job when I was 12, which was, of course, a traumatic event, you know, Mm -hmm. chaotic life, a lot of ups and downs, felt a lot of guilt and identity and responsibility and pressure. I was the oldest, I'm Italian in this lifetime, I always say, I got the food and I got the guilt, so I got both both sides of it, and I I got, you know, you get the whole thing, and, uh, you know, really struggling, was always a person, you know, I didn't like school, but I did like learning about business and success and you know I early on started reading books and listening at that time I'll date myself as we're old enough to remember tapes uh, we used to get actual audio tapes and now we don't even have CDs anymore. We don't, don't have anything but yeah. uh, you know I had all those tapes I'm driving around listening to these tapes and going to seminars and doing all this work and you know ended up working very hard which was my belief system went bankrupt twice by 30 And uh, right before the second bankruptcy, a few years prior, I started to go to therapy because I said, you know, whatever I was, you know, because I was doing all the stuff, you know, working really hard, putting in a lot of hours, goal setting, manifesting, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was helping, but I just wasn't getting forward. And finally, you know, I said, I need to find, you know, it was not my first place to go. It wasn't something that was in my, you know, culturally in our family to go to therapy. And I did that. And then that led me into the metaphysical work and the energy work and, and then that's when things really started to change. So, you know, that, that, you know, like I said, I have an unconventional background and started really in the corporate, the sales business side, and then brought this in later. But it, it, you know, I think now is the time for this as we're changing.
1: And I think that's probably why we have so much in common, Joe, because it, like you have the Italian guilt, I have the Cuban guilt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> you, know, you have the Italian food, I have the Cuban food. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. It's the same thing and, and we're of the same generation. So yes, yeah. I get it. I absolutely get it. And and again, I think that's why energetically we, we are so connected. Um so one of the things that I love is you practice what I preach, which is the integration of the practical, tactical, and logical with the emotional, the energetic, the intuitive, and the spiritual. So when I, so when did you begin to really connect spirituality with the sales process and business?
2: Well, I would say that was later because first I was just trying to heal myself. Like that was my first goal because I just said my life was fractured and things weren't working. So I, I didn't really think about it in the business world. But then I said, well, you know, these are universal principles. They started helping me in my personal life. And I said, well, if the universal principles of energy, they should work over here too. And I, I just kind of started because I was working in sales and I just started kind of integrating these things in little by little and changing my approach, which was counter to what I was learning from the management and the sales trainings and everything we were doing. So it was almost like, I, it was, it was weird cause I was a young, much younger and I'm, I was just kind of getting, you know, I'm out there and I'm saying, well, this is like the opposite of what they're telling me to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. And, and I did, and it, it worked out well for me. Now, Again, and then, that, then I started to get more confidence in you know, then From there, I just kind of put it out there.
1: Mm-hmm. So it became successful for you to follow your spiritual selling uh, model, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. But what happened? How can you measure your success in comparison to the success of the people that you were working with?
2: Well, I think it was different in the feeling. And I'm going to say it maybe wasn't different in the amount of sales, you know, I was always pretty high up, you know, I always did pretty well, but I noticed that I was much more calm and I had much better relationships with the clients and I didn't have all the problems because I noticed a lot of the people who did well, a lot of the people didn't pay them, or there was all kinds of issues or drama. So I noticed that it was more uh, you know, obviously, I did well from that perspective as far as the amount of sales. But the big difference to me was i, I noticed. I said, well, I don't have all these. You seem to have a lot of problems, you people." And I didn't—I didn't have all these issues. And I didn't have all this—these—these these disruptions. I was just like going out there, doing my thing, focusing on the greater good and doing what's best for everybody. And it created just a much easier, flowing type feeling. Yeah versus the, the other people who were like all running around and crazy and you know stressed out and, 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 yeah. and in that mode
1: wow and we now know that you know because you're very heart centered that that focus did bring you the calm ease and flow that you needed because you were in calm ease and flow
2: yeah because and that was not the way i grew up so and and, and it's taken me a long time because even then i was calm i'll say i was calm er i was not calm I was starting to learn to become calm. And that took a long time and a lot of years because I had such an embedded feeling of disruption in my DNA and Mm -hmm. that unsettled energy that it took a long time before that became, okay, this this is no longer necessary. Now we can go over here. It was a process to get to that feeling of calmness. And it. it took a while. So in the selling process, You know, we talk about
1: the ideal client and and many sales schools teach a very hard edge, which has actually gone away. I, I, um, You know, that just doesn't work anymore. Can you share with the audience some of the spiritual selling steps that you take in order to create a successful client relationship?
2: Well, I'll start by saying to you that I know you say it's going away, but that's not what I see. When Ah. When I go out into corporate or I talk to people, they're still in that space most people okay. yeah very much i mean you know some a little better but overall that is where they live you know it's the hardcore numbers okay. blah 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 you know whatever you do uh, close but them the, on, cl- well, you, you know. said a very powerful word numbers
1: yeah do you, did you find that your numbers held true following your spiritual selling system as it did with the other hardcore
2: sales folks oh yeah better better it was better for me but again so here's is but here's something that people need to understand because there were people who did not do that, who did very well, who were the total opposite of me, who were hardcore, cutthroat, whatever. Mm-hmm. And people say to me, I don't understand, that shouldn't that shouldn't work. And I said, you have to understand in energy, energy is not judgmental. If I'm focusing only on going out there, cutting people's hearts out and making sales, and that's all I focus on, it doesn't mean I can't accomplish that. Now, that will do other damage to them emotionally, mm-hmm. but, from the perspective of people just looking at numbers, see this is the problem with numbers. Numbers are only telling you part of the story. And in yeah. corporate, in the corporate world, they look at it as it's the whole story, and it is not. Yeah. Because so that's a lot important. of that also
1: is repeat business. So if right. you know, how much repeat business are they getting compared to you're getting? So they may be meeting their quarterly quotas. Right. However, is the customer coming back the next quarter, and the right. next year, and the next quarter? Uh, Because if they don't feel good with you as a salesperson, they're not going to come back because they only buy from those they know, like, and trust.
2: In in the big picture. But there is a lot of fear and a lot of people still purchase based on fear. So again, those people attract those clients. I wasn't because that wasn't my energy. But Mm -hmm. people who are fear-based are attracting fear-based people. They're playing off those fears and that's how they're becoming successful. So again, it's not, you know, this is, it's a feeling certain people don't have it i remember early on i was working in a company i had a problem with a client i went to the manager and i said listen you know because to me if i told somebody i was going to do something that was my word Mm -hmm. and that was you know that's what i told them and i remember Mm -hmm. i went into the manager and i said listen there's a problem with this we have to make good on this because whatever happened and he said he said don't worry about it that's not your concern you just go sell Mm -hmm. and i knew because my feeling was this guy doesn't care and he's not going to take care of this person it hit me very hard emotionally, and from that point forward with that company, I could not sell anymore oh. that's that's me now, other people who I told that story to, who I worked with, they could care oh, who cares? I got my check i could I don't care so again, wow. some people are concerned truly and have that compassion, and other people are only focused on the numbers and the money Do This you is think the way it is.
1: eventually those kind of salespeople eventually um, don't succeed. Eventually,
2: I, I don't know what eventually is. Is that a hundred years? Is it 500 years? I don't know what that is. I don't think it's in our lifetime that we're going to see that. Although I think what you're going to start to see is a separation where certain people will align with business that is, is in that space, that heart space, that love based space and other business will still live in the fear based space. So I don't know that they okay. won't do well financially or whatever's going to happen to them. I just see a separation of mm-hmm. energy. How far it goes, as how quickly it happens, I don't know. But uh, my my feeling is that it's going to start happening more in a more expansive way into twenty nineteen as we just got through this eleven eleven and move, really taking off.
1: Okay. Now, one thing that. um, I want to make clear with our audience is we call, you know, your book is called spiritual selling and we're talking about spiritual selling, but is it fair to say that it's, that it could also be called values-based selling and also it's non-dogmatic spirituality. This is not about a religion. This is non-dogmatic spirituality.
2: Yeah, it's really, um, I I think of it as love-based selling okay uh, probably more than anything else as, as opposed to that i obviously yes no religious oh it's not religious it's or you could say it's energy-based selling because you, you're doing it based on how you feel and the emotion of energy that you're putting out there so mm-hmm. i would say it's more in that vein uh it's not religious although a lot of people do ask that question because that's kind of the connotation to spirituality mm-hmm. that it's religious and it isn't so yeah it, it's it's in that vibration of saying I'm out there. See, here's the, there are three things that I always focus on with people. I said, there's three keys for you to be successful in this sales world. If you want to be in the spiritual side, which is you're here to serve, mm-hmm. you're here to share, you're here to share your gifts and you're here to prosper. So mm-hmm. you need if you stay in those three and say, yeah, I want the, but the first one is I'm here to serve. Yeah. So if I'm serving and I'm sharing and then I, sh- I should be prospering. But now again, I run into a lot of people who do the first two but can't receive the money. Mm. So then we run into that issue to say, well, hey, I'm, I'm serving. I feel like I'm helping people or I'm doing something positive. I'm sharing what I'm doing, but I'm not prospering. You're not prospering because there's some other emotional issue that is not allowing you to receive for the work. So that's another piece of the puzzle that we have to deal with if we want to live in this space and be successful.
1: Got it. So that, yeah, it really is about being allowing ourselves to receive and if yeah. if we're constantly giving and giving and giving and giving and they're not in that receiving space we're not gonna be able to attract the money that we want is that true
2: yeah and it's the feeling how do I what I always ask people is how do you feel because here's what happens I'll watch people do a presentation and they'll be excited and they'll be into it and they'll be you could see the, the, the passion they have for it and then we get to the price and everything changes and their so energy completely changes. Completely, it's like a—you can see it. It's a, its an actual physical yeah. experience, and, and you I can see, hear it. Oh, you can a hear their. On webinars, you can definitely hear it. Yeah, you can just see it. You can feel it. You can hear. So everything changes. So what's happening is, at some point, they lost that momentum. So I always say to people, don't don't go there trying to sell anything. And yeah. they said, well, what do you <laughs> what do you mean? I have to. I said, no, you don't have to sell anything. I said, you just share it. You talk about it, you say, this is what it is, this is how it works, this is how much it is. You, know, you just kind of go, you, you don't go there with the idea that you're selling it because it changes your, your physiology, it changes your yeah. m- mindset, it changes your energy. So go there with no expectation and just go to show them what you're doing and just let it go where it goes. Yeah, so it's speak from the heart. Yeah, speak, speak yeah, just, I'm sharing what I'm doing. Hey, let's see, and, yeah. and go, see the problem is also in sales. We are under, you know. We get trained, and for those of us who went through through training and, and going through corporate, especially, you're like supposed to, you're supposed to get everyone. You're you're not supposed to you're not so, you know you're supposed to go in there and close them and do what you got to do. So it's kind of like to go in there and say I don't. I'm just going to go in there and remove the expectation. It changes everything because yes. now I'm not going in there with it. I'm just going there to because sh- I'm going to say hey, to if it's meant to work out, it will, and if it isn't, it won't. But that's right. trusting. The universe, and trust—if you want, whatever you want to call it—to say I'm going to trust that if I put this in front of the right people, it's going to work out. And the people who should not work with me will not, and exactly. that's okay.
1: You know, um, I, as you're speaking, I'm thinking of a uh, situation that happened about 23 years ago. Uh, being a military spouse, I—one of the—and a businesswoman first, and then marrying uh, my husband, who was a naval officer. Um, we traveled a lot, so what I did as a businesswoman is the very first thing I did was go to the chambers, and join the chambers of commerces to grow the business wherever it is that we were, that we were at. And there was one specific place that we moved to, and I went to the chamber, and they said they wouldn't even talk to me unless I paid, unless I was a member first. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Let's not even go here. It was the first time that that ever happened to me. And then I went to another chamber in the same state, and. These people, they never asked for a dime They because they knew I was new to the state. They knew uh, that, that it was a, a little bit of a challenging state to work in, et cetera, et cetera. I spent six hours with these people. Each meeting was like two hours. Never once did I, they ask for a dime from me. And in the third meeting, I just pulled my credit card out and I said, I want to be a member of this chamber. And it was because they, they didn't look at me with dollar signs. They looked at me as a valuable contributor to the business community and wanted to help me as a new resident of the state. And they sold me. I mean, they, 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 so again, they didn't have to ask for, for money from me. I gave it graciously because I wanted to, because of the Mm -hmm. way I was treated. So again, they sold
2: you without selling you. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm do. saying. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: yeah. Whereas the first one wouldn't even talk to me unless right. I, I, I yeah. became a member first. I'm like, hey, you know, you got to be kidding me. You know, so yeah, no, that wasn't the, the way I wanted to do things. And it really taught me an awful lot. I was like, okay. wow, this is, this is what I want. And as a result, the woman who uh, enrolled me in that chamber, uh, my first book was dedicated to her. There you go. 800 courtesy was dedicated to her because she was just a so magnificent. Uh, she really was. So, yeah, I, I I really believe that if those of us who are in the sales process, and we're all in sales, are we not? Yeah. Every single one of us are in sales in yeah. one way, shape, or form. You know, a lot of times we hear the word sales, and you know, oh, you need to go into sales. And we, and we get very tight, but what? we fail to recognize is that we are selling in the workplace. We are selling to our bosses. We're selling to our coworkers. We are selling to our families. We are selling constantly. Is that true?
2: Well, listen, you're selling to get a date. You're selling to, uh, you know, you're selling your parents when you're a kid to stay out an hour late. You know, it's all selling, right? We're all, all, we've been doing it our whole lives. It it got a negative connotation, but we're, everybody's doing it all the time. So. Exactly we think of formal selling as whatever it is, but the bottom line is we're all doing that. Even if you're pitching an idea, what are you doing? You're selling. Exactly. You got, you know, it's the same thing.
1: So do you have three steps you can share with the audience to help them with their spiritual selling?
2: So the first step is really understanding yourself. And I think this is where we, we get too caught up in the externals of the, you know, the website, and, and not to say you shouldn't have this stuff, the website and the presentation or whatever it is that you're doing but the main thing is is really understanding how you feel so mm. how do you feel when you go out and talk to people about what you're doing which is the first part and then the second part is how do you feel when you have to ask for the money yeah. see those are the first those are the the two critical elements because if you can't get through those first two which is how do you feel about going out there? Do you have confidence? Do you believe in yourself? Mm -hmm. Do you believe in what you're selling? What do you feel? How do you feel? Now, don't give me the answers. Yes, yes, yes. Because you don't know how you feel about it. And then you get to the money part, then say, you know, how do you feel? And then the third part is, I always want to work on my expertise and my everything else that I do. I work on my presenting. I want to work on, you know, improving what I'm doing. Great companies, great people, people in general who are, extraordinary people are always improving what they're doing so you know you look at great companies you look at an amazon you look at a google you don't they're not you know you look at these big they're not sitting back and saying okay we're, we're good the companies that did that are out of business so mm-hmm. as an individual every day i get up in the morning and i'm saying i want to be better than yesterday now it doesn't mean i'm going to be exponentially better but if i'm better every day. Think about it. I always say to people, you have 365 opportunities, 366 on the leap here, but you have 365 opportunities a year to be better every day. Right. So think right. about the momentum of energy that that carries to say, wow, because big, big, big breakthroughs are the result of a series of adjustments, not one thing. And nobody went from zero to X, Y, Z, 100 million or book sales or popularity or success. Nobody went from zero to to 100. Everybody went up the ladder. And then it seems like, wow, they went quick. But they went quick because they built that foundation. They adjusted, 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 adjusted. It's kind of like I remember with when I was a kid, when I was working in New York, I worked at a lot of nightclubs. There were bands that came in and played. There were comedians that I saw, Rita Rudner. I saw, as a matter of fact, Joy Behar, used to come in, I used to work at the bitter end down on Bleecker Street, New York, and she would come in and she was working as a secretary full-time and we t- she's actually Italian and, and she lives, she's from Brooklyn, and you know we would hang out, I was working at the door and you know I was like a 20-year-old kid and she was already like in her 40s, she was like an old, because she was like most of the comedians were young kids and then she she st- stood out, so I, I kind of went out of my way to kind of talk to her because I knew she was kind of out of place, but she was very nice to me. You know, we would talk and, and every and every week, Tuesday night was the night to come in and work the material and work the material. And, work, and you saw these people and all of a sudden they're on TV and you're like, wow, where'd they come from? You don't realize that it was, you know, all these hours. They talk about the Beatles playing for years in these dumpy little clubs and getting better and changing things. So, all, and then all of a sudden when it happens, it seems like that, but that's not what like happened.
1: It's like overnight. Uh, yeah, uh, overnight success.
2: Right, exactly. It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> Look what happened. Oh, wow, you're here. I was like, no, no, you, you didn't see all this far. And, exactly. and I think that's part of the problem for people that we don't see the people. We see the people when they're there, but you didn't see. That's why I spent probably eight or 10 years reading every biography I could. And the reason was I wanted to understand the journey of each. It wasn't just about, oh, they're successful. I wanted to see how they get there. And let me tell you, I didn't read one and I read everybody's. I did not read one story that said, yeah, I woke up the next day and everything. Every single one was through that going, 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 failing, 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 adjusting, switching. This Mm -hmm. happened, that happened, overcoming obstacles. They were all the same. And we're all the same. We're all the same energy. And we're here to have that experience. And the idea is go up the ladder, but you've got to be vigilant and you have to have the desire to want to change every day. And if you don't, to, because the one thing I learned about energy was this, there is no neutral energy. You're either moving forward or you're moving backward. You're never still, even when you don't see anything happening, your energy is moving you somewhere. And that is something important for people to remember.
1: Excellent. Excellent. So this is a show about intuition, Joe. Before we leave our audience, from an intuition perspective, when it comes to spiritual selling, what bit of advice Can you give the audience?
2: Trust your feelings. Because the bottom line is, you may hear something that sounds good. Somebody may try to convince you of something that sounds good. Trust your gut. And I will tell you now, if you talk to every person and they're honest, and they will say, every time I went against that feeling, it didn't go well. Now, sometimes, and sometimes you're going into a place where people think you're crazy. And I remember in 2006. When I had the idea for spirit, and I was living in New York then, and I had the idea for spiritual selling, it was 2006, it was a long time ago, and I started talking to people about it, and people thought I was insane. They said, what the hell, it was all that time ago, and I'm talking about this idea to combine energy and spirituality with sales. You know, we've come a long way in that 12-year period. We still have a long way to go, but we've, from 2006, but something said to me, do it. Just keep doing it. And you, you know do. what, every little piece of the puzzle fell in place for me, and that's the other thing, look for the breadcrumbs, little things will happen, and I got the website, I the the website. I, the minute I have an idea, like you, I go online, I want to buy the .com, and spiritual yeah. selling at that time, I somebody, I don't know about any domains. <laughs> made, so I'm say, my wife said, do you really need all these? I'm like, yes, because uh, these are ideas, <laughs> these are ideas that are coming. Yeah, me, uh, Even though uh, I'm not doing it now, it's coming. Yeah. but." It was taken. I was a little disappointed because at that time I was said, ah, should I do this? Should I not do this? A few weeks later, I got an email from a guy who I had helped out about two years earlier, he was going through a divorce, was having a lot of problems. He was a tech guy and he, he wanted to pay me, but he didn't have any money. I said, yeah, don't worry about it. I said, you know, help somebody else or whatever it is. I get an email from that guy almost two years later. And he said, Joe, I saw what you were doing. Spiritualselling.com became available. I bought it for you as a gift. Things are going much better for me now.
1: How cool is that?
2: So sometimes you get a lightning bolt like that. So that was like, oh, I guess I guess that's what you're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, really, really. And well, right
2: after Yeah. And right after that, about a month later, I was trying I was trying to get a publisher. Couldn't get a publisher. And I'm talking to a friend of mine on the phone who actually lived in San Diego. And he said, you know, I know a guy at Wiley. He said, doing, they do. they was just starting to do Joe Vitale stuff and stuff like that. He said, they may be interested in that topic. And I and I called the guy up get him on the phone didn't realize he's one of the top guys in wiley because i'm just like calling him i'm I'm like hey i got a book so within two three weeks we have a couple conversations he said send me some information i send it to him he calls me back he goes oh we're gonna do it we're sending you a check uh this is we need the book by the it was so easy and then later i got an agent because everybody said you need an agent and now i am a published author and i told her what happened and she said that's impossible you can't do that so Because just because everybody said you can never get a book like that without an agent and then meanwhile i had an agent who never got me a deal and then i got other deals on my own see so this again belief system belief system It have to you have to do this way you have to get an agent you have to do this put it out there and just Mm -hmm. if you have questions just say hey that's the other thing i do all the time i know you do too i'm saying hey you know i'm not sure i'm going to put it out there let me know and you will get answers
1: you will get answers in many, many different ways. And you know, that publishing piece, as you know, I, I've i written two solo books, and I have six co-authored books under my belt. Every single publisher found me. Yeah. Every single one. Every single one. Yeah. I never got an agent. I didn't need an agent. Um, you know, so it, it really is about mindset. And with the domain thing, yeah, I get it. I bought Intuitive Leadership in 2004.
2: Yeah, there you go. I
1: had no idea that i was going to be that my business today which officially became intuitive leadership two years ago and i ended up buying the trademark for it registration form i mean
2: who would not that i get those ideas i I bought greater goodism which i just launched which is just a a site about the greater good about five years ago i just kept renewing it and i kept saying i want to do this i wasn't ready and i just launched it as a blog and, and a website and a facebook page so it's just about the greater good and Tell me Excellent. about the greater good. What did you do for the greater good? Getting people into that energy of, but again, I had it for about five, six years before I used it, but- Very uh, cool, you very, know, it's very the cool. Thing.
1: Well, Joe, I want to thank you so much for being here today and offering my audience, the the your Seventh Sense audience, this bonus interview. As you know, you know, this was an intuitive thing for both of us, actually. It was like, okay, yeah, let's get together. Let's just do it. Let's do the show. And spiritual selling is what brought us together mm. all those years ago. And I know it's something that I would love to build on for our audience members because they are uh, most of them are entrepreneurs and a lot of them are professionals in the workplace who want to know how to incorporate more and more spiritual selling. So I'd love to ask you to come back and uh, we can share a little bit absolutely. more
2: about that in the future.
1: So absolutely. Uh, last parting words before I say goodbye.
2: You know, I, I'm just going to say, even when you don't see it happening, you have, to, you have to trust yourself and believe in what you're doing. And I think that's been the hardest thing for me because I'm not a trust person and it didn't, I didn't have a grow up in an environment of trust and a lot of us didn't. So it's, there's certain times in life where you have to say, you know what, I'm gonna just pull back, not drive myself crazy, and allow the universe to guide me to the place. And you know, I've struggled with this as you know, you would have talked about it because I'm a New York pedal to the metal person so the idea of saying take a break the idea of saying don't do anything right now the idea of saying it's okay to not be productive for a couple of days whatever that means productive in my mind <laughs> which is doing a million things so that is the you know trust that inner voice and then when it, when something comes and you're ready then you ramp it up and then you put that pedal to the metal and then you do what you have to do but it's a flow, it's an ebb and a flow. So trust it and live in that flow space and and then you'll see the result.
1: Again, thank you so very much, Joe. We really appreciate it. And to the 7th Sense audience, I'm Terry Wildemann, your host. Thank you so much, Dune and Ziada. If you like this show, and I'm sure you do, or you wouldn't be watching, please subscribe to our channel, at www youtube.com forward slash intuitive leadership. We are a playlist under intuitive leadership. So please subscribe. We can get all the subscribers that we, you know, we really are looking for subscribers to build this channel up and to share the wonderful messages of these brilliant entrepreneurs who come on this show and share how intuition and spirituality have assisted them in creating the success that they now have. So again, have a brilliant, brilliant holiday season. We are going on hiatus. Uh, You'll be getting reruns and reruns and reruns of the last 14 shows and this bonus episode with Jonah and Ziada. To your success. See you next time.
0: Unlock the power in you and elevate your seven cents with our intuitive leadership training programs, masterminds, VIP days, and retreats. To learn more, visit intuitiveleadership.com. Unlock the power in you and elevate your seven cents with our intuitive leadership training programs, masterminds, VIP days, and retreats. To learn more, visit intuitiveleadership.com.